When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. This is straight out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, RJ Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. live, coast to coast. 200 Fox Sports Radio stations, 3 o'clock here in Vegas, 6 o'clock drive time on the East Coast. We got an action packed, it's true, even in July. Even in the heat, we got a ton of great content to talk about. And yes, yes, he's back. Steve Fezzik. He goes on trial, 6.30 Eastern. This is what they call appointment radio. Fezzik gone 
for an extended period of time. His agent said he'd be back last Friday, or I guess you could say Monday, but in theory he should have been working Saturday and Sunday because gambling was happening, right? The yeah. casinos were open. Instead, well, we'll get we'll do the TikTok, as they call it, it during his trial. And uh, let's just say this. The odds are against him. Brad Powers also in studio. Now, you're with the prosecution, right? Oh, most certainly. Yeah. You, how many days did you miss during his absence? Zero. Okay. So, <laughs> bottom of the hour, Fezzik answers. You probably want to remain silent at this point. Do you have any, any thoughts real quick? No thoughts. <laughs> sports batters <laughs> listen for the money. Sports fans listen to know more than their bodies. My personal promise, we will deliver the Vegas truth to you. And we'll really be hard on those who don't. But you can't have pros without Joe's. He is Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ, on Straight Out of Vegas. And we're going to start in the NFL. Obviously, a lot of drama surrounding Ezekiel Elliott and the Dallas Cowboys. There's Dak Prescott's contract as well. Charles Robinson of Yahoo had a report that came out last night that said this is a big week for the Ezekiel Elliott situation. If they don't get a deal done, that the situation could turn sideways really fast. So what do you make of the situations in Dallas, not only with Ezekiel Elliott, but Dak Prescott needing a contract as well, too. Well, to me, we've been kind of speculating because Jonas, he rarely misses, but he missed or he had a couple days off. Right. And I was trying to figure out how many drops could we get from Jonas that could replicate? It's like, you know, the voice of Vegas, whatever. And then it dawned on me when he was just doing his live throw right there is, hey, there's drama with Jerry Jones and the Cowboys could have been one of those drops (laughs) that we could just use generically, you know, 17, 18 times a year. He could have been playing it since 95. (laughs) Would have held up. He's made a lot of money, though. And by the way, I would highly recommend Don Van Nauta. This has been years ago. He, He spent weeks and weeks with Jerry Jones and wrote an article that's still online, I'm sure. If you want to kind of get behind the scenes a little bit with Jerry Jones, uh, I thought it was insightful. Listen, we can look at Jerry Jones like he doesn't know football the way he's supposed to. He tries to get involved too much as the quote-unquote GM. But let's be candid. This is a guy that had to borrow, beg, and steal to have enough money to buy the Cowboys at a time that Tom Landry was still the coach at the time he bought him, and the Cowboys did not have a good 80s. Let's just say that. It'd be interesting to look at the numbers, but it was, you know, except for the Steelers, the team of the 70s and the Raiders. How could there be so many good teams in the <laughs> 70s? But there were some really good ones. And then in the 80s, Pittsburgh certainly dropped off, but it wasn't like Dallas. So it was a low point. And the fact that he took – Everything he had, Jerry Jones, threw it into the Cowboys. And then let's be candid, has made billions of dollars in uh, appreciation, how much the Cowboys are worth now versus then. And you might say, well, a rising tide lifts all boats. As they say, NFL is worth a lot more. But I tell you this, I'd be interested to see what he paid for it. And that, that, that factor now, you know, is it worth 10 times as much, whatever? I think I'm just going by memory. I think it was like 450 mil maybe. But, Brad, look that up if you don't mind. But I would make a major bet the Cowboys have appreciated at a faster pace than the NFL in general. 
And I think that what we now understand with the Rams. 140 million. That's all. Wow. I'd put together a crew right now for 140 <laughs> sticks to buy the Cowboys. And I mean, how much are the Cowboys worth now? Because this is something Bill Simmons talks about. Typically with businesses, there's different ways to value them. So, for example, X times revenue, X times profit. Um, you know, so it's called the, the, you know, the P.E. ratio, price versus earnings. There's all the different analysis you, you can do with a mature company. Now, startups have a different approach. But you know what else has a different approach? Things that are the billionaires play things. Because when you're a billionaire, Fez, and again, you 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 got a mansion and a yacht, but you're not even close. Are you, you're not close to a billionaire, are you? I am not a billionaire, and you're not really close. <laughs> I'm not. I'm already a multi-billionaire. Yeah, but you got to have a thousand million for a billion. Now think about this. That's rarefied air. One of the reasons Vegas is so appealing to the whales is they will give you in Vegas an experience if you bet enough that you cannot buy. You cannot buy it. There's certain things you can't just say, oh, I'm not going to gamble. Give me that sweet though. You know, I'll give you 10K a night. They're like, nope. There's certain things. And there's it's like catnip to people rich enough to buy whatever they want. Just close your eyes and imagine you have enough money. You don't have to ask, right? You know the old saying, if you have to ask, it's too much. Well, in this case, these guys don't have to ask. And thus, when they're able to be given something that, that, that they can't buy, it's so appealing because we all as humans have human nature. Our human nature is to want, is to, is to covet. To, it's like when you were in high school, you wanted to go to college. When you were in college, if you went, you wanted to that next stage. And, you know, I think guys especially, you know, whatever the t- testosterone, you know, the biological differences between the, the genders, the sexes, is I think guys want to acquire you know, hunter, gather. It's not that complicated, I don't think. And imagine every day you get everything you want. But what can't you get is a pro sports franchise. And in the show Billions, they represented where Bobby Axelrod wanted to buy a team in the NFL. And one of the characters said, well, this is the way we knight people. Like in, in Britain, it's like Sir, Isaac, whatever. Here it's like, oh, that's the Cowboys owner. So when if the Cowboys ever come up for sale, if the Lakers ever come up for sale, it's not going to be about how much revenue they generated. It's not going to be about uh, the future appreciation that they expect and the value. It's going to be, you know, Jeff Bezos is worth $130 billion. Do you think if he wants a team... It matters if it's seven billion or five billion. The illusion has become reality, right? <laughs> He's quoting Gecko. So <laughs> that's the Fezzik. I'm RJ Bell, straight out of Vegas. So to me, I think before and I and again, we probably spend more time on this than we will on the players. Jerry Jones, whatever mistakes he makes, this is a guy that's pulled one of the great rabbits out of the hat in sports, what he's done with the Cowboys and what he's done with the NFL. 
by all accounts, he's one of the main influencers over the last 20, 30 years when it comes to what the owners have done and how this has become, you know, billions and billions of dollars of revenue, of profit, et cetera. Now, that doesn't change the salary cap. It doesn't change. There's a finite amount of money. So, Fez, we've got you here. Next segment, we're going to talk. I mean, who knows when you'll be gone again. Next segment, we're <laughs> going to talk about NBA and, and all the things that's happened during your extended absence. But just gut feeling, what should the Cowboys do with Zeke? Because before you answer, Jonas, uh, Colin today came out pretty strong saying, hey, they should trade Zeke. This is ridiculous. Did you hear that? Yeah, and I get his thinking because there's two years left. He had issues off the field. Why would you come to the Cowboys now to try and talk about a contract and threaten a holdout when they can't even trust you off the field? And I I agree with that sentiment because it is a little bit surprising that he chose now to to approach him. So here's the question, though. And and again, Zeke was an Ohio State guy. And and Brad, if I remember correctly – there's a, a lot of yapping from him at the end of Ohio State. Yep. Uh, how would you describe that? Yeah, p- specifically the Michigan State game. This is Ezekiel Elliott's senior year. It's the one loss that Ohio State had that year. Ohio State was a defending national champ, the overwhelming so This would have been 2015. 2015. And there was a loss that the Buckeyes had, and Zeke felt that he didn't get as many carries as he should have, and he went out flat out. You don't see this too much for student-athletes, college, complain, I didn't get enough carries. Here's the question, though. How many times in a row is the human race going to be fooled by talent over character? And listen, I'm not pretending to know Zeke. I'm not pretending to know the truth of his heart. Let's just talk about the truth of his actions. And this was a time in 2015, Fez, that drafting a running back this early was really taboo. Uh, Zeke went, what, third, if I recall? And Fourth. it was a situation where there was a long time they were, you know, years the gurus were saying, oh, any first round running back's a mistake. Exactly. Because plug and play, you put in a running back, what does it matter? He gains 4.3 yards per carry versus 3.6. Just doesn't make much of a difference. And the question is how much of that, I mean, 0.7 yards a carry certainly makes a big difference in my opinion. But the question is how much is the offensive line? How much is the, how good the quarterback is? You know, I think running backs are more scheme dependent, more uh, supporting player dependent than most people realize. And the Cowboys said, "Well, we'll pick him third. And he it wasn't like Zeke was some kind of once a generation talent because you can see, oh, we're not going to draft centers as high as we used to, but this guy's the one guy in the last ten years that's the exception to the rule. Zeke wasn't really an exception. He was a, an elite running back in college. Probably the best running back in his class, but he wasn't clearly better than last year's, the prior year's best running back. Would we agree? Yep. So to me, it was the Cowboys saying, oh, it's all about the talent. And they did that, you know, with uh, a wide receiver that's come and gone, you know, (laughs) wink, wink. And I mean, when haven't the Cowboys done that, quite frankly? And what we know is the Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl since, what, 95? 95, yep. I remember that against the Steelers. <laughs> that was not a fun day. So the fact of the matter is, I think in general, running backs are probably a little overvalued. 
But it seems like the character issue when it comes to his action specifically with Zeke puts this over the top. And now, and, and I don't think we can say Collins exactly right by saying that he's got two years left on his deal, right? Because there's a second year that's the, uh, that's the team's option. Yeah. So I guess he's under, if the Cowboys want, a contractual obligation for this year is, is for sure, and next year is the Cowboys' option. But this is early. Literally, the Cowboys wouldn't be able to sign him before this last offseason, whenever that date was. Yep. So if Zeke still holds out, and we said this yesterday, he will not have played a single game at a time where he could have been signed but wasn't, meaning he's saying, this is the soonest you can sign me, and if you don't, I'm not playing. I don't care that you got my rights for two more years. You add that with some of the off-the-field stuff, it feels like it fits a pattern. Fez? Yeah, I agree. And if you're going to go ahead and go out on a limb and do something exceptional for someone, I think you got to do it for a guy that's a great pass catcher as well, a dynamic guy like a Kamara, like a Barkley. And that's the question, is what is a running back today? Because being multiple, I think, is the key. Because if you're just one or the other, and, I mean, you can answer it on Kamara, is he really a running back? Can he run? Can he be your feature back? I'm not sure about that. We'll find out this year, maybe. And and that's the question. But a guy like Le'Veon Bell, as much as a Steelers fan that I'm not – you know, I don't love him, he was a legit running back and a legit receiving threat. When you have both – that's what you need today. That's more valuable. Zeke, how would you rate him in that regard? Oh, way below a guy. Like, look at Christian McCaffrey. Much better. All right, when we come back, we're going to wrap up the Cowboys stuff and then do an overview of the biggest NBA stories the last few weeks and get Fezzik's reactions. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will wrap up a wild offseason in the NBA. Thank you for joining us each weekday. We're here to bring the fun of Vegas straight to you right now on the Strip. 108 degrees, clear skies. It's a dry heat. The neon is coursing. So, RJ, before we take a look back at what has gone on in the NBA over the last several weeks, uh, just finishing up the thought on the Dallas Cowboys and Ezekiel Elliott, there's a story that came out a few years back from Albert Breer who talked about how and Albert Breer who went to Ohio State, so he's obviously got connections, that he had heard from people that Joey Bosa at one point had to, had to move out of the same place he was staying at with Ezekiel Elliott in because well, it was a little bit too wild. Things were uh, things were a little wild, and Zeke's got a little bit of a reputation for that. So, well, let me say this: as an Ohio State grad, is if you go there, you know that it's a party school in a way. So, if you're saying "Whoa, too much," <laughs> I mean that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Right, Brian? You aspired to go to Ohio State? No, I did not. What? You said, no, I, I won't go there. I'll go to Bowling Green instead. Come on. Yeah, I didn't. They didn't. Did you no. apply to Ohio State? No, I did not. Oh, so what, what was this? Like a remnant of your Notre Dame love that you were going to like <laughs> actually hurt your education? No, just, <laughs> You're literally going to hurt your education. I had a full-time job and a full-time scholarship. Let me ask you a question. Have you met a girl? In the, how many girls no. have you told that you went to Bowling Green since you moved to Vegas? None. None. Mm. How many girls do you think you would have told that you went to Ohio State? Uh-huh. A few. <laughs> <laughs> That's Brad Powers. I'm RJ Bell, straight out of Vegas. Now, so to me, finishing up the Cowboy stuff, I, I will say quickly that as much as I'm a contract guy, I mean, think about how there's another side to this. It's like, you know, I'm an honor your agreement guy. It's like, well, what's the alternative? Well, don't honor your agreements. When does that make any sense? What well, does? 
if the agreements are unfair in a systemic way. Meaning if you're too dumb and you sign a bad deal, deal with it, right? And in, in the real world, that's what you got to do. But you could make the case that sometimes, certainly in the past, that systemically at a core level, it was unfair to players or boxers or whatever. Now you got to say this is a, a societal problem that needs to be addressed. And I would say one of the places, maybe the place I'm most sympathetic to the players are NFL running backs because the reality is they get devalued because of the brutal beating they take at even age 27, 28. And if you have five years and then a franchise year and they can let you go, you made a lot of money, but you didn't make the money you should have if you're an elite running back and generational wealth. So to me, I have some sympathy in that area. Though obviously they're better off than most people. That isn't the question. If you've got a million bucks and someone steals 200000 from you, if the cop said, hey, 800 k is better than most of us, you're not <laughs> going to be happy with that, right? Yep. So let's be fair. And, and I think if we can get rid of the egregious times that players are exploited, like college football or, or all college sports that are revenue-generating – then it's harder to defend the players who do break the deals when it's maybe not as warranted. All right, Fez, we got a couple of tweets. They said, wait a minute. You said Zeke's not a great catching running back, you know, receiving running back, but he had 567 yards receiving. It was like fifth or sixth in the league. Defend yourself. He catches a lot of passes, RJ, but he's not dynamic with it. If you look at his yards per catch versus some of the other elite running backs, they go ahead and surpass the numbers that Zeke has. Yeah, and Fez is right on the spot here. McCaffrey, 8.1 yards per catch, almost a full yard more than, than Zeke. Same with uh, Saquon Barkley, Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon. So they all had a better yards per catch. All by at least a half yard, if not a yard and a half better. So I think to wrap... On the running back side, we do agree that a true multiple running back that can both be a number one back and a catching back, like a Barkley, that guy is valuable. Not just because he's going to do the running so well, it's because how do you defend both? Like in the Steelers used to have Le'Veon Bell go out as a wide receiver. Now, what does that do to a defense if if a linebacker has to go out and try to cover him? That's a rare commodity. And remember... What are the rules of Belichick? If you look at what Belichick does, one of the things unequivocally that he does is say, I want guys that can do multiple things because I've only got so many guys on the roster and a bunch of specialists on the other side. You're in trouble if you're going against me because based on what they're spe- – let's say you've got a great cover corner that can't tackle. Well, if you've got wide receivers that can block – well, now you know what they're going to do. And it's not, it's not whimsical when Belichick runs 48 times in one game and eight times in the next game. <laughs> he is like a chess player that you've got a broken pawns on the left. He's going left. Remember the Charger game in the playoffs, the first half, 35-7. Belichick is like the most discerning job interview. You could, he's going to look at you from every angle <laughs> under the brightest lights, and he's going to figure out where you're broken, and then he's going to break you worse. Kind of like debating you. <laughs> Speaking of that, <laughs> in less than 10 minutes, Fezzik's trial. Lastly, though, and let's hold Dak for tomorrow. Hey, we got all July. This is what I'm going to ask Fez, 
and you can answer it tomorrow. We'll do a tease. I think that there's two ways to win in the NFL, quarterback-wise. One is have a rookie quarterback that's competent, first, or, or more specifically, a first-contract quarterback, meaning cheap, that's competent, or a Hall of Famer. Everywhere in between, to me, is a problem. And what is in between? It's the quarterbacks that are pretty good, not Hall of Famers that want to get paid. How much does Dak want to get paid? Like $35 million a year. Yes, exactly. So, Fez, you love Dak. You've got him, what, 12th in your ratings. We'll talk about that tomorrow, too. But I think Dak is the poster child of a no- – is he going to make the Hall of Fame? No. I'm willing no. to bet you he doesn't. <laughs> Get out the green button. He doesn't is what I'm willing to bet. So now the question becomes, can you pay that much of a hard cap to a guy that isn't a Hall of Famer? And if you go back through history, you know, now let's count Wentz as the quarterback of the Eagles that year because it's hard to really make rhyme or reason of that one. Otherwise, it's Hall of Famers or it's cheap quarterbacks. And that middle ground is the danger zone. So here's my question. Yes, no. Will the Cowboys win a Super Bowl in the next seven seasons? So it allows for another quarterback to be groomed. If you had a $100,000 free roll, Cowboys win a Super Bowl, you make hundred k. Would you rather them sign Dak for this exorbitant price, or would you rather them let Dak go and, quite frankly, start over a quarterback? Do you have a gut feeling? Yes, we're going to have to let Dak go as much as I like him. Wow. So we'll discuss that tomorrow because I agree. And you've got Dak higher than uh, who was the quarter? There was one quarterback that really jumped out. Cam Newton, he had Dak higher, but it was the Deshaun Watson. Oh, Deshaun Watson. (laughs) That's mind blowing. (laughs) So the fact that he thinks Dak is better than Deshaun Watson, Fezzik does, and he still would let Dak go for 35 sticks. It's telling you right now how Jerry Jones is going to be faced with a tough decision here. And specifically with Jerry Jones at the age he is. Like what is, and as a former actuary, Fez, you know, what is Jerry Jones's seven year expectancy? Because he wants to win one before he goes. You know, the great thing about life expectancy is I think you're always favored to win, to, to survive another seven years, RJ. No matter what. Well, I got to be honest. My grandfather just passed away at 95. He wasn't a favorite at 94, <laughs> right? So, but, but you make an interesting point, just to be clear, is because those averages include infant mortality and stuff, like once you reach 50, the odds are much more than 76 or whatever, which is what you always hear. Yes. RJ, we transition over to the NBA where the big names are gone. Everybody is signed. Now we await. Summer League is over. With all the dust having settled, what is the Vegas takeaway on what we've seen in the NBA the last several weeks? Speaking of the Summer Leagues, that has just in three years has gotten humongous here in town. Yeah. Humongous. All right, Fez, we're going to go rapid fire, and we'll have a chance to dig in. I think the two big stories in the NBA since you've been on your extended vacation would be the Clippers, obviously. Now, we've, we've dissected this baby, and I guess my question is, where do you feel differently than consensus? Consensus is, oh, my, Clippers are mighty good. And, hey, they traded – the Clippers traded a ton to get just Paul George. In fact, if it would have just been Paul George, it would have been too much. But effectively, 
they were getting two superstars, and thus it was a good deal. What other than that do you feel? Well, I don't know if enough people are talking about the Clippers defensively and how good they're going to be defensively. They got Beverly, so they got another solid defender. And along their superstars, they got the two superstars that both play defense, Paul George. First team All-NBA defense. And Kawhi Leonard. First team All-NBA defense in their careers. I mean. And Beverly also got that honor. Amazing. So I agree. And what we've talked about, we'll say it succinctly, is Kawhi is all about load management. It's proven out to make sense, at least with the title this year. It's not just the number of games you play. It's how much energy you exert in a game. Since Kawhi's had to guard the number one wing guy pretty much his whole career, now him and Paul George can alternate on that, not necessarily every possession or every quarter, whenever they want. But whatever happens, net-net, Paul George, who guarded the number one guy himself pretty much every play, will be guarding the number one guy about half the time. And so will Kawhi. That is huge, I think. Also, the depth. When have you ever seen a big two this good and also the eighth guy this good? I think the Clippers are the deepest team with a big two we've seen in 20 years. Yeah, they really look strong. And on paper, I would make them the favorite, along with everyone else, I think. Yeah, but that's the thing. Well, first of all, what would you ever do with odds other than on paper? (laughs) Fair enough. I mean, is that some caveat? (laughs) Then if the Clippers end up winning eight games, you could say, well, I just said on paper, right? (laughs) That's Steve Fezzik. That's Steve Fezzik. I'm R.J. Bell. I didn't say anything about paper. We are straight out of Vegas. Two last ones. Lakers. Now, you were here, I think, when Anthony Davis signed about a month ago. But the (laughs) – but – the signings after Kawhi's decision, you and I disagree on that. Yeah, I actually like the additions that they made. I really like the fact they picked up Danny Green, a guy who can— So for 30 mil for two years. Yeah. I this just, is a salary cap league, you understand. I understand, but I'm just, I'm just evaluating guys not by what I'm well, paying Well, then, then you're making much. a huge mistake because for every dollar— and this is something we've talked about at length where it's been kind of an eye-opener for me— if you're not thinking about salary cap with any of these signings, then you're not really thinking about it, right? Because effect. Now, I guess once the cap's full, you can say, well, at this point, they've got these guys. I'm going to ignore their cap number. That makes sense. But as you're incrementally mm. adding them, it's like a fantasy draft. Because then you can't, you've got no money left. Exactly, right? If I, if I overpay for who's the best fantasy player this year, if I pay an exorbitant amount for that person, I could say, hey, I got the best player. <laughs> Well, what about what it costs? I don't think about that. Well, I mean, the teams have to think about that. But I guess now that we're looking back in hindsight, you're saying that that with Kuzman being three, you're saying four through eight for the Lakers. Now that it's kind of settled, understanding that there might be midseason stuff that happens because of uh, players that are let go and bought out and all that. It's complicated. Lakers could add. But you're saying entering the season – you got the big two. You got Kuzman on the Lakers. You're saying three through eight is better than you expected. Yeah. Or I, or I guess four through eight. Well, I especially like what they did with the center position because they got McGee and Cousins. And what do we know about Cousins? He really can't be playing 35 minutes a game. So they've got two solid centers now. They address that. Now, need. McGee was with them last year, right? Well, I didn't know he was going to be back. I thought everyone... But they, but, so, like, the performance you saw last year was like, this is the key to winning the NBA title. Like, I, he was good with Golden State. He's always been a solid player. Huh. But he's no loony. He's no loony. <laughs> <laughs> Looney's going to go and he's gonna be a, an all-star in two years. All right, last thing, quickly. 
Westbrook or the Westbrook trade. Just say, are you we'll, we'll tease this one too because we are a little tight on time. Say, good. give me a grade, A through F, OKC on that trade specifically, and Houston. OKC, A. Mm-hmm. Houston, B minus. Okay. I think that's a fair grade. Yeah, it is. All right. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up in about 10 minutes from now, we will have a thought on the biggest gambling tournament going on right now. I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. Yeah, World Series of Poker, uh, final three today, and we'll be talking about that first, though. It's good to have you with us for this event. It figures to be an exceptional one, one that doesn't need any buildup. Well, we've been building up for a half hour. All right, Fez, let's just get the facts straight. We're going to start your trial. So in a given year, how many vacations do you tend to take? Two. Oh, <laughs> you got the, you got the jury the moaning on your first answer. Jeez. I mean, now what do you define as a vacation? Full week off minimum. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, th- you know, five day weekend or whatever, you don't even count. No, three, four day weekend don't count. Okay. So there's two times, though, you'll go to another continent or whatever. Yes. Okay. And typically, though, when you have a job, and you do receive a check every month, correct? Yes, a very generous one. <laughs> no, 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 it's all fair. You're, you're the, hey, you're as good, you're, you're known all over the world for a reason. But you have commitments. Usually you ask your boss, hey, I've got some time, I'm going to take it here, right? Yes. Okay. So you did ask me about this being your second vacation of the year. Now, supposedly no more this year, we'll see is you asked me, now what did you ask for? Week off. Week off. And a week would be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. But somehow, some way, you had Monday off too. That'd be six days. Now, here's what's interesting. People might be saying, RJ, come on, one extra day, what's the big deal? I mean, Fez does have a mansion in a yacht. He's used to the soft life. You're right. But when we come back, I'm going to explain to you what makes this particularly egregious. It wasn't just he took an extra day. It was the duplicitous, deceptive way that he did it. And World Series of Poker Talk. The verdict next here on Fox Sports <laughs> Radio. I'm Jonas Knox. He's RJ Bell. And this is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on FSR. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. So we have a trial currently going on, and the trial (laughs) involves one Steve Fezzik, who uh, somehow managed to squeeze another day out of vacation. Uh, We are trying to figure out whether or not it was on the up and up, and there's only one way for this to get figured out here on Fox Sports Radio. We send it back to the courthouse in Vegas, and uh, Judge Judge RJ Bell... (laughs) executioner (laughs) judge rj bell we'll take it from here all right well listen people might say rj aren't radio hosts supposed to act like they're the working man so we can relate to them no if you're listening to this show you understand we value the working man who works hard the working man that says uh you better make sure your car wasn't made on monday or friday well not so much so fez just to be clear As of yesterday, if you would have showed up when you were supposed to, you would have worked four out of 17 days because it's also noteworthy that we had, you know, Fox Sports Radio's uh, main host, the typical days off were 4th of July in the the day after. Fez was off that, too. So literally you had the prior weekend. You worked three days. Then you had Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Then that Monday is when 
which would have been a week ago or so, would have been when Fest started his vacation. Yep. So literally he <laughs> said, you know, if I came back on Monday, it'd be me working four out of 17 days. Ooh, ooh, no thank you. That's too much. Now, was that part of the calculation that four out of 17 days would have been too much for you? There were no calculations. All right. So, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. So now, Brad, here's where it gets interesting. Do you write his check? No. Have you ever given him any substantial amount of money I don't know about no. as compensation? No. Okay. So he knew. Now, let me ask, and again, you're under oath, Steve Fezzik, did you know that I thought that you'd actually be back after a week when you said you'd be gone a week? I have to consult the email I sent you. <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plead guilty. My email, I just read it, said, RJ, copy to Brad, I will be out July 8th through July 15th. But then somehow I had a Fezzik moment and I said, I'll be back and ready to rock July 15th. Exactly. Which is Monday, okay. not today. So by 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 the, the your own words. Guilty. By your own words, you you knew you were supposed to be back on now, but here's what's interesting. See, here's where he hangs himself. Yeah. It sounds like he's saying, I told you I'd be out on that sixth day, but I miscommunicated it, so I get that I'm wrong. But let's last piece of evidence. Brad, he texted you or text, however you're supposed to say that. About Monday, when? Friday afternoon, right Fri before the show. Friday afternoon at exactly 12.55. Yep. He, he sent me a text at 8.30 p.m. on Sunday. <laughs> My man. Literally 3,335 <laughs> minutes later. You calculated the minutes? 3,335 <laughs> minutes later, he the guy that yeah. signs his checks... He texted where he texted you 3,335 minutes before. Fez, how, why, and how would you do that if you weren't guilty? If you didn't know you were guilty? I don't want to talk about the past. <laughs> <laughs> Mista um, mistakes were made. I want to do a plea agreement. <laughs> and oh, we'll talk about that tomorrow. We got to do World Series of Poker. Now, did quickly though? Did he think that you were maybe in bed or in a movie when he texted you? That, you know, and if that's he would have done did? it like at ten thirty, it would have been like okay. you know, call your boss at two in the morning. Oh, I missed move. you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a bet move. Uh, all right, guys, it is the uh, final day of the World Series of Poker. They are down to just three. RJ, the big tournament coming down to the wire later on tonight. Yeah, we've got some sound from the tournament uh, PR director, and I think it really speaks that this has been a historic year for the WSOP. Let's listen. Truly amazing. It really is the cherry on top of the Sunday for the 50th annual World Series of Poker. Never would we have dreamed to reach this number. We have players from all over the globe. I think we have six continents represented here, 86 countries in the main event. It's truly spectacular. We've got 80 million plus in the prize pool. It's just a dream scenario for us at the World Series of Poker. So over 8,000 players over eight million in the prize pool, or check that eighty million in the prize pool, eight thousand, and participants, and the winner gets ten million. I mean, moneymaker, no doubt about it. And he just got into the Hall of Fame. 
biggest thing ever happened in poker. It was like 2,500 people participated the year after Moneymaker. In the year he won, there was less. I think it was 700. So think about it. Every year, the World Series pretty much went up. The first year, it had seven participants, and the year after, it had six. That was a drop. <laughs> then they dropped like in 92. Every other year up to Jamie Gold's record year in 2008, I think it was, it went up. It went up. But the moneymaker year, like we said, 700 or so up to 2,500. But now, 8,000 plus, second most ever. And Fez, quickly, you were looking at the final three. It really, uh, it's international at this point. Absolutely. A German pro has the lead, Canadian pro in second, and Italian pro in third. Name Sam Martino. <laughs> How great is that? By the way, that was Seth Pulaski from the World Series of Poker. And Card Player Magazine did an interview with him. To me, it just goes to show you. 8,000 is probably the number, meaning everyone who kind of knows about It's not like someone's going to discover poker like they did with Moneymaker. But the idea that there was this boom after Moneymaker, but literally have one-third of the participants the year after they have now, it meant poker itself intrinsically grew. And to me, I love poker, and I'm happy it does, but it goes to show you when gambling's fun, a lot of people like to gamble. The Odd Couple is next on many of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates. We are straight out of Vegas. We'll be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, right here on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.